0: This is Continuum Drag, a weekly podcast where we revisit sci-fi, fantasy, and just plain weird shows.
1: This week, Inhumans, episodes 3 and 4. Being king isn't what you think it is. It requires sacrifice. Responsibility. I'm sorry, Dad. But from what I've seen, your job is pretty boring. It's not boring. He's the king. <laughs> of Adelan. All 1,400 people. Black the day you take the crown, you will inherit all of the power and all the weight of being the leader of a great people. Honestly, I don't want that. I'd rather just be me. I wish I could be king. Sorry, it doesn't work that way, Maximus. Like if I'm killed in battle. We are not at war at the moment. But
0: if he does die, I'm king, right? No
1: one is going to die. I promise. Both my sons are destined for great things. Welcome to Continuum Drag, the podcast that in retrospect should have set itself in Hawaii. I'm Luke, here with my co-host Jordan. What's real, Jordan? Today would be a nice day to be in Hawaii. Imagine I was watching this, and the more I watched it, I realized I'm like, since Lost, I think they're just everyone realizes, like, ah, oh, we could just go live in Hawaii and make a TV
0: show. It's like the old uh, Adam Sandler way of making movies, where it's clearly just a vacation with a movie
1: written around it. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Why not? If you Wh- can do it, why wouldn't you? It'd be it'd be so nice. Imagine just waking up, it's Hawaii. You, you, have you don't, don't want to be here in the,
0: in the winter in Toronto with uh, it's raining and maybe snowing and. <laughs> It's dark, it's
1: dark in like the middle of the afternoon. No Hawaii, that's for no sure. No Hawaii. All right, Jordan. Well, before we get into this week's episodes, do you have a little something for us? I do. It's something we've done before,
0: and I should have like an echo in my voice or something here for
1: guess the role.
0: There'll be an echo or something. It'll that's pretty good. That's, yeah. pretty good. that's pretty good. Thank you. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give... Uh, you'll play this week. I'll be the uh, dungeon master. You're the
1: host. The host.
0: <laughs> dungeon master is but... what I went to. Well, you go to what you know. Yeah. So I'll give you some movies a- or TV, and you will give me who you think the actor was that was in the role. All so right. these are our major... I think it's six people.
1: All right, great. So I'm also going to need to know the character's name in the show to know who the actor
0: is. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's That might be tough. Anyways, so our actors are the main six people in the show, which are Black Bolt, played by Anson Mount. Of course. Medusa, played by Sarinda Swan. Sure. This doesn't sound like a real name, but... Karnak is played by Ken Leung. Gorgon is, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize. Emmy Ikwakor? Yeah, I mean, e- I don't know. Emi? I'm sorry, Emi. Closer than I could have got. Crystal is played by Isabel Cornish. And Maximus is played by, and now again, you may actually know Is it Iwan Rion? I have no idea. I- Ian Rion? Anyway, sorry, everyone, for the pronunciation, but that's who, uh, that's old uh, Game of Thrones boy. And that's Maximus. Maximus. So those are those are our main people. So I'm going to give you some roles they did earlier in their career. And you can see if you can uh, tell All just right. by the give title. Me, give me the first title. You're going to like this one. Beyond Loch Ness. Okay. That is, uh, that's Maximus. All right. The second movie. Puberty Blues. Puberty Blues. There's a couple here you may know. But there's also some of these titles are pretty bad. Can I get a date on Puberty Blues? Uh, Puberty Blues shows up as 2012. All right. I'm going to pick Crystal. I like that you're going by their character names and not their real names. Yes, I, that's how I know them best. Third movie is called Sucker Free City. Sucker Free City. Yeah. This
1: is a tough one. <laughs> well, gonna, I mean, all these are, are I'm going to go with, I might regret this. I'm going to go with Karnak. Fourth one, Secret Diary of a Call Girl. Oh, that's uh, that's Medusa. I watch that all the time. So, do you? Oh, yeah. It's on like, like Loop. Oh, no, I got a DVD that just spins. Just constantly, just huh? constantly. Next one is a show I think you have watched, Silicon Valley. Oh, Silicon Valley. Um, I'm going to go with Gorgon on this one, though it it may very well have been Karnak. I may have got those two mixed up. Though That may have been my fatal mistake. And the last one, I think your
0: favorite movie series. Uh, this is from the final installment, I believe, which is Urban Legends
1: Final Cut. Oh, that, that's that got to be uh, Aston Mount.
0: I don't know why, but he's the only one I have left, so it's got to be him okay shall we tally these up yeah yeah well how'd i do you did pretty well you scored three to six no four to six four to six who did i get right i have i have a guess of who i got wrong you want to know ones you got right yeah urban legends final cut was anson mount yes silicon valley was and i'm sorry again oh oh wow so that was right oh that's great Sucker Free City was Ken Leung. Okay. See, I thought those two might be the only ones that I would swap, but I got
1: those right. Puberty Blues was... Uh, Crystal? Isabel Cornish. Oh. So I just... I didn't get Call Girl and I didn't get uh, Loch Ness that was swapped yeah. down. Syringa Swan was in Beyond
0: Loch Ness. That's, a, that's an Oscar winner. And then uh, what's his face? Ewan was in Secret Diary of a Call Girl.
1: Because he's in Game of Thrones and which I assume means he's European. I just assumed he'd be in a movie about Loch Ness. Right. That's, that's right. how I got there. But you know
0: what? That's pretty good. I think last time I did like got one or something like that.
1: Yeah. You know, what? I'll take four out of six. That's not it's bad. Pretty good. Pretty good. And aren't those some classics? Because you couldn't get five out of six. No. If you got if you got five out of six, you'd have six out of six. So like, really? I got as close as you can get. <laughs> yeah. Without being perfect, it's as close as you can get. Absolutely. All right, Jordan. Ready to get into these episodes? Mm-hmm. Here's the IMDb summary for episode three. Divide and Conquer the Inhumans desperately search for each other in the wake of Maximus's coup. They must learn who they can trust on Earth. I guess that's kind of what it is. It's a lot of wandering around. I mean, this is something we can talk about as we go. But really, you could pick any individual's plot going forward and pretty much just follow it because they don't really intersect anymore. Mm -hmm. So um, I have chosen to start us off with Gorgon, and the surfers sure and you are right and it's it's an odd choice i'm not saying it's the wrong
0: choice because we're not we're not really sure but it's an odd choice to have a team and then decide immediately to not have that team be together
1: it, it, I and that's mean, what the show wants to do it, it,
0: it want it it goes you know what the strength of this team are in individual parts and they're very
1: boring <laughs> stories well the uh, gorgons with the surfers the surfers now all have automatic weapons or in one case a crossbow did one have a crossbow? Yeah, yeah. One had a crossbow. He's highly featured with his crossbow.
0: Oh, I, I, I know they all had guns, and there's some pretty funny, like predator-esque
1: scenes there. But, and uh, I think you mentioned this last episode, which I missed. But they, they're all veterans. Yes, and they, they have chosen to fight with Gorgon because they respect his wanting to help his king, because they're going to do this in honor of their own king, who is disposed by uh deposed by the united states of america yeah it's a stretch but
0: that that's that's why they're here that's but, why they're here i like that they had the reason ready to go though like they've been waiting for someone to come by they're like we got all these guns we're still pissed off about that king if just a weird hoof man from the moon would come by this would all work tell, out tell us about your king yeah and we'll exactly tell you about our
1: king uh you show us your king i'll show us my king does that work yeah <laughs> okay great you may recall in the uh Previous episode, uh, Oren, Maximus' um, bodyguard? Yeah, kind of like personal... She was per- previously stabbed to death and came back to life? Personal assassin? Uh, Maximus gives her a call and tells her, hey, go after Gorgon. He left his comm signal open. You can go take him out. I'll even I'll send you down a team. And not only am I going to send you a cool team of Inhumans, I'm going to send you a super powerful Inhuman, a guy named Mordus. Yeah, what's his name, Mortis? Mordus. I was a little disappointed in Mortis. He's so powerful, they have to keep him locked up. I
0: know, that's why. So you were like, what is this guy going to be like? And I have to say, he looked pretty cool. I liked his mask. It's kind of like, what would you call his mask? I would call his mask, and I've written down here, a
1: low-budget horror film killer's mask. Yeah,
0: yeah. But he also like has kind of prominent glass eyes. His eyes
1: glow behind. It's like a welder's mask that's also been welded together. <laughs> but yeah, he's got glowing eyes behind it. And, um, you know, I like him. He's got a bit of a robot voice. And uh, he's very snarky. Yeah, but in a very likable way. Yeah, okay?
0: yeah, they, he they they really want to sell his personality real quick.
1: And what is his power? He's Cyclops. Yeah, he's just got Cyclops eye blasts. That's it. I mean, sure, why not? Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you caught all of this because all the other team members for or- Orin are pretty like minor players, but. Um, I've got three that we get to meet in the next two episodes.
0: Oh, can I cut it off real quick? My note was that I called him because I never got his name. What's the guy's name again? Old Cyclops? Mortis. I just refer to him as Ninja Scrap Metal Guy. <laughs> Great. That I think that describes it. As good as anything. Yeah.
1: Sorry. You continue. All right. So here who, here's who else is on the team. There might be a couple other people who we don't get to meet, but this is who we know. I know one has a midriff showing. There's one, Flora. Yeah. What's Flora's
0: power? She's the one who I believe she can touch the ground and move branches to make a path
1: exactly in in one of the weakest effects the
0: show's ever done yeah it, oh and it, it's really bad it looks like it looks like had, people with
1: strings pulling on yeah
0: pulling and my, my point to that was how does she even know she has that power she's not moving trees up on the moon i know that,
1: I, I thought the same thing I'm like there's no plants on the moon that we've seen and also how is she helpful to you in this attack
0: yeah it's, it's just yeah it's a weird i don't know what that idea was okay
1: there's Locus. do you remember Locus? Oh, no. Which one was that? Locus uh, can do echolocation. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I, he's
0: a dolphin. She,
1: yeah, she... <laughs> She's a dolphin. Excuse me. She. Uh, when when she started doing it the first time, I thought she was doing bird calls. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I immediately thought of uh, old that old AI Vanessa from Quark. And I was like, I wonder if she'll tell some <laughs> ribald stories, too. <laughs> That's funny. And then finally, this guy didn't get a name, but he is the one we get to see. He's prominently featured. He's a guy... With a lot of facial scarring and some real pointy teeth. And his power is he spits out smoke monsters that fly at you and touch you and you die.
0: Yeah. that's a, You know what? That's an effective team. That's a, what, right there. what a team. Well the, well, the one thing you know about them is they're always going to have a path.
1: They're always cutting a path. As long as you're in a jungle. As long as you're in no jungle. Problem. They're good. Yeah. Um, They're tracking down Gorgon. And uh, they tracked down his comm signal. Gorgon, of course, has set it, set it up as a trap because he knows they're coming. He knows they're coming, and he's like, hey, surfer guys, let's
0: let's plan a trap for them. And their trap is, I'm going to leave my little wrist communicator thing. Yeah,
1: to draw them to it. They're
0: going to go into like a... It's a hut. Like it's a little hut. A hut container thing. They open up, they're like, it's a trap. And then they all just start shooting at them. I was like, that's the worst plan ever. It's a very good plan, I think. Is it? Uh, oh, was terrible. No,
1: no. He, f- he didn't have any time to... He should have set some Kevin McAllister booby traps. The, the plan itself i think it's fine they've climbed into trees they have like they have vantage points down to the middle of this open field the only flaw with the plan is the men with the guns literally can't hit anything yeah they're shooting fish in a like they have every opportunity when it actually do they hit one person no when it actually starts happening when the attack happens the inhumans are running and there's gunfire like all over the ground around everyone's feet but it's like they're shooting around them and i was just like this is insane you guys You, you gorgon did you even test these guys? Did you see if they're any good? Are they really veterans? I think it's stolen valor. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're always saying that though. That that is true. Anyone I come. But he gets to do his little stomp though, doesn't he? He does. I mean, he gets in a fight with uh, Orin. They, you know, a bit of a fist fight. Um, old uh, Scarface Smokebreath kills one. Kills old Crossbow Man. Yeah. Kills the poor Crossbow Man. Yeah. And And uh, then yeah, basically Mortis does a does an old stomp. Oh, no, that's not true, actually. Before Gorgon does his stomp, Mortis finally comes out and he gets to show us his cool power where he yeah. blows up that hut with his eyes. Yeah. Which and, and it's uh, overpowered. Yeah, it's, it's a very effective As, weapon. It's way more effective. And also,
0: I should point out, when you go into that, uh, what is it called? The telegenesis thing? What do you call it? Oh, uh, yeah, terigenesis. The terigenesis machine. It's a real gamble because you literally might just end up a freak or you might end up with a weapon. I like that it's not even just like a power. You might get an actual weapon. And we didn't mention in, it's either in this episode or the previous episode, one of the people we see, their power they got is they're a human projector and they just project with their eyeballs. Oh, I forgot about that guy. Remember? And it's like, that's what you got. So all he can do is project PowerPoint presentations. What a terrible, terrible power. Where's
1: where's he getting the data from too? That's a lot of questions. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. But Yeah. Gorgon stomps the ground with his like foot stomp, knocks everybody down and him and him and the uh, surfers run away and that's kind of that's it for Gorgon. That, yeah. Like his trap didn't work. He killed the surfer. He's running away. Yeah. I'm going to pause this real quick though cuz Jordan, you got into something I was going to get into later. So What's let's that? do it now. What's that? I want to talk about Terra Genesis for a second. Okay. Because a lot of this show is this idea that uh maximus is gonna you know he's mad because some people end up in the mines because they have shitty powers and some people like it get to be cool Yeah,
0: his idea is not bad he, he really wants equality and he wants things to be better now the way he's going about
1: it we may not agree with but his basic general yeah, idea he, is not bad his his goal is actually fairly noble he's kind of he's kind of like the dragon queen with a worse arc than the dragon queen <laughs> yeah, right like yeah. if you just started off her off as being like clearly the bad guy Instead of making her the bag at the end, which still didn't exactly work. But, yeah. you know, it's like it's like he has good ideals where you think people could rally around him, but his execution of them is just like purely villainous. Yeah. But what I want to kind of get into here is, you know, he's basically fighting for people who didn't get good powers. But I actually think, and I and I went through and I tried to count all of the Inhumans we've met so far. And I don't know if Terogenesis, I think they should, everyone should just be fighting against having Terogenesis. I think everyone should not want to get it. Yeah, because we've met 16 inhumans that's that by my count either ones who have names or ones that we've met individually now That's you know, no, we don't know the whole population We don't know the exact math on this but of the 16 I think we have seen so far in this show Here are the ones who had awful transformations Uh, Black bolt can't open his mouth kills people like that's like terrible that is like truly a curse Uh, Maximus didn't get anything gonna have to work in the mines same with the psychic kid mines again Mortis, you know blast eyes. He's too dangerous. He's got to keep locked in a room there's a the guy who turned into a wall. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst one. It's hard to argue against that one. There's uh, Scarface Breathe Smoke. That's yeah. like he looks horrible. Like that man is lonely. He Like his whole life has been ruined by Terra Genesis. And I'm going to posit two things here. I'm going to give Gorgon, and remember Trident, the blue guy with the mm-hmm. fin? I'm going to give them both a pass. Let's assume Hooves. You can get through life. It's okay. Maybe your life's okay still. And I'm going to say maybe green guy. That's maybe being green ends up not being a huge social defect for him. So I i listed what? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six people so far of our 16. But I think there's someone else we've all forgotten about. Who's that? There are no animals on the moon. Except for uh, Dog, Except Dog Boy. What's his for name? Except Lockjaw. Lockjaw. Who I think used to be human. And has been terogenesed into a giant dog. You know, I think that's worth looking into, which we should for the next episode. I that's a very good theory. But let me put it so let's say let's call it seven in humans right now who I'm saying you have either curses or are so ugly you can't live in society. That's a forty four percent chance of terogenesis screwing you completely. Yeah, and I, oh, and you didn't even mention old uh, projector eyes
0: that I talked about. I guess oh that, that that
1: gets us up like that close just closer to fifty percent. There's like almost a half and half chance when you're thirteen they turn you into a monster who can't live in society.
0: What is the the general benefit of it? Because it's not like they're getting like super strong. I can make a building better, or this one is. I create water out of nothing. You know what I mean? It, it,
1: they're literally like some of them are weapons or they're freaks. I guess what I'm wondering is, shouldn't the people be rebelling against having to be to <laughs> You think so? I've been thinking about this all week. I'm just like, I think it's a curse. To, I like, I think that's the bigger part. Not that people are being put in the minds, but that anyone's being terror genesis. All I think is that some real treasonous talk coming from you. I mean, it's total treason. <laughs> I've always wanted to be king. <laughs> <laughs> I have no interest
0: in being king. I want to be that wall guy. Why? I don't know. I'm just there. and I just, Everyone comes by. And I'm like, uh, I guess you the, want to project it, it, your family until you climb yeah.
1: into you. Yeah all right well that's that's enough of that uh weird rabbit hole i took us down i i was doing the math on it this weekend while i was watching the show i'm like I, this is awful this well is... let's let's keep it running total uh, i'm not going to <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay um so who's the who's the other plot because that's pretty much gorgon
1: yeah gorgon's done let's move on i've got karnak up next oh
0: karnak's of all the plot lines this episode this is my favorite luke is it not your favorite uh it is not my favorite because <laughs> it, it is. The
1: dumbest, most nonsensical plot, but let's do it. Uh, well, Gorgon, uh, as we know, is injured and he's a little confused. He wanders into, as they Karnak. call... Karnak. Karnak. Sorry, thank yep. you. Karnak. Uh, he's been injured from falling and now he's uh, wandering around the jungle. Yeah. He wanders into, as they call it, an illegal ganja farm. <laughs> now,
0: uh, I, I don't know about uh, Hawaii as much as you. Is is this a common problem in Hawaii? I don't
1: think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think, I think the idea of even in 2017, an illegal ganja farm in a world where medical marijuana in the States is widely available doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense. Also, they're all kind of dressed
0: like video game characters, like characters in, like, an adventure game. Yeah. Like, I, it's like, they're like, I'm wearing, like, a khakis and, like, a kind of dirty shirt that has, like, a strap on it and stuff. And I was like, that's all weird. Yeah, they're real
1: out. outdoorsies. I mean, there's two guys. <laughs> real outdoorsies, yeah. And a woman, and basically one of the guys is a jerk. These yeah. are all the things we get to know about them. and um, Yeah. They, they tie Karnak up and they're kind of like discussing what to do with him. Maybe they should kill him. And, and we get to see Karnak. Because they're all, they're worried that he's going to rat them out about their ganja yeah, farm. Yeah, because they're yeah. making illegal drugs in the jungle. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, And they've sunk all their money into it. and it's very Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, And we get to see Karnak trying to use his powers again where he's like, we see him envisioning kicking over a table and the entire tent collapses on them. My, it was my favorite part though because like he envisions the whole thing and we see it fall down and he's like time to do it and he just kicks over a table and just kind of like lands on its side yeah nothing happens. It was just like the weakest, the weakest. yeah that although
0: was, i don't even know in the best case scenario how you'd ever be able to kick over a table knock down it was everything it
1: was very uh i mean his vision was very ambitious i, I think
0: his visions are just wishful thinking yeah maybe he looks down he's got great abs he's uh he's uh,
1: what's his name walter Mitty. yeah that's right he's walter Mitty. um anyway the lady ganja farmer sort of takes pity on him and kind of gives him some first aid and they start making some eyes at each other. She
0: takes more than a little pity. And this is not ruining anything because this is what the plot is going to be. But they push that she's got the hots for him. Right off the right bat. Right off the bat. And apropos of nothing. He does nothing. And she's just like, I like you. I like the way you look. We're doing it.
1: They have, they have a great conversation here, though. They're like, hey, thank you for healing my wounds. She's like, what are these? Face tattoos mean? What What are these face tattoos on your face? Which you've never mentioned. Yeah. He has face tattoos, which I never thought about cause I'm like, yeah, of course he's an inhuman. He has face tattoos. And his answer is, oh, it's a dumb thing I did as a teenager. <laughs> and I was just like, w- uh, what? That's like, I didn't need an explanation. It's fine. You're an inhuman. You have tattoos on no, your it face. It just looks cool. Uh, and the writers were like, we got to explain these tattoos. And we don't like them either. So, uh, dumb mistake. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but she's, she likes that. You know, he's, he's
0: all like, it was a dumb thing. He's like, but they're a reminder that. Like of mistakes and I've learned from them, and she's—that's
1: exactly what she wants to hear. Anyway, Karnak offers to take to stay on the farm, and he's going to uh, help them out until his power returns, so he can be helpful to the people. But until then, can he can he work on this farm? And uh,
0: his plan is really to like help these farmers. I guess is his plan.
1: Yeah, I mean that. I mean that he basically offers like I'll stay and just like farm farm here for you, and they basically accept his offer. And he's a ganja farmer now. End of episode. (laughs) End of episode for Karnak.
0: (laughs) I know it's really i'm telling you, these plots are it's such an odd choice again to have separated them because they don't intersect they don't have any repercussions on the other storylines and also they're individually really boring
1: i mean it's just, it's just so little happens in them uh, let's go to the moon and check on princess crystal maximus yep uh, maximus once again is a hangout in crystal's bedroom trying to get her to uh, support his coup he even wrote her a little speech that he'd yep. like her to read to the genetic council and uh She decides she'll do it this time, kind of as long as uh, he stays true to his word not to hurt the royal family. So Maximus gathers up the whole genetic council, and he tells them, hey, I want you to draft an edict abolishing the caste system. Great. Good, good. That's good. Good job, Maximus. Yeah. Um, And he's just like, all right, uh, Crystal, why don't you show them you support me? And she's just like, yeah, uh, where's my dog? Where's my dog, Lockjaw? And uh, Maximus is just like, if I give you your dog, you're going to run away. So no. Not gonna give you your dog. That's crazy. As anyone would. Yeah. You're not gonna give you your a dog. And what I like is
0: my theory is why Lockjaw had to get um uh, sedated immediately is he's expensive. He's expensive in every scene, so it's like, um, Lockjaw, let's just put him over there. That he's, expensive CGI character.
1: He's also like Superman, he like can't he ruins all your plots. That's like true. there's nothing he can't do. So Crystal starts her speech, which goes like this. He stares she looks at the genetic counsel and says, He's king. Dramatic pause. Of no one. Yeah, I wrote that down too. It's great. And then she like freeze blasts some guards. She runs off. She finds Lockjaw. They finally teleport themselves down to Hawaii. As soon as they get to Hawaii, Lockjaw gets hit by an ATV. He's driving out of the dark. <laughs> like immediately. Yeah. He like, they land. He gets hit by an ATV. But good news the guy that hits
0: them. It's not time yet. <laughs> no, no. That doesn't even happen yet. No, it's not yet. This oh, is the end man. of man. That's That's the, the end, end of that? Crystal. You know what's funny? All this blurs together for me because obviously we watched two episodes and so we'll talk about the next episode but like i forget how little happens in these little chunks
1: that's all that happens to crystal and then we're back on the moon maximus of course is not surprised by her inevitable trail and she he basically just uses i i feel like he half expected because he basically is just like you see the royal family is going to just screw us all like he yeah. just uses it as an example of why it's going on he's good on his feed um and kind of like just proof how shitty they are to the genetic Council. I like also that throughout this episode we get flashbacks to teenage Maximus, and teenage Maximus, all he does is say, "I want to be king." Yeah, I'm gonna be king. Like he's been, he's been telegraphing this mutant. from the beginning, from like 13 years old. On. Yeah, <laughs> I, the sense I get is that Black Bolt's not very bright. Oh uh, well, no, he is a dummy. Yeah, I think that is 100 clear at this point. Yeah, he's a dummy. I also what was interesting is I thought. All the people in the mines were people who tear genesis and just ended up being humans. But it turns out he's the only one that's ever happened to. So all the people in the mines just have crappy powers. Is that right? Yeah. They say he's the first person. The genetic council is like, you're the first person to ever like go in because their genes are like alien genes. He's the only one to ever come out as like a full human at right. the end of it. So that was just a little retroactive.
0: So they just have powers like they can grow their fingernails real quick or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like your long neck. <laughs> yeah, That's right. of a giraffe. That's okay. over there <laughs> that's your character <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right let's uh let's find out what's going on with queen medusa oh she's having a real galactica 1980 adventure yes and
0: she's my least favorite character officially my least favorite character when
1: we first see her she's uh, on the beach and she sees people using an atm yeah and she walks up to the atm and says hello machine please give me money i'm the queen of the moon and she keeps talking to it just like the scene from Galactica where they try to use a phone by talking to it.
0: And I can't believe I'm going to say this. The scene in Galactica, 1980 was done better.
1: They did it better. It's not, there's no doubt they did it better. It also just opens up a can of worms. I don't know how they're going to deal with because she is talking to an ATM asking for money. Like she's like an alien from Mars. Fine. But she later knows how to like call and order a cab and she knows what a helicopter is. Yeah. So and they're on the moon
0: they're clearly watching like we mentioned this before that in the first episode black bolt's really surprised with cars and things and it's like okay well they don't have maybe they don't have those up on the moon but they've been watching earth they know they should know all the technology they know all these advancements so it doesn't really make sense. maximus had
1: a razor from earth yeah yeah there's a real disconnect for like how much they know about earth and how much they don't know because they want it both ways they want to have that kind of
0: funny situations where like i don't know what i'm doing and i'm gonna say awkward things and then but, they're
1: also the most powerful yeah, mutants on earth exactly it, it is it is like a really weird thing uh she goes off she breaks into a mansion where she steals money credit cards clothes fruit and dried goods yeah she's a real goldilocks she's just taking everything she get her hands on she, although don't you think for not knowing
0: again uh what people wear and stuff she put together a good little outfit yeah it was a good outfit she got like like the cool pants the top and then like a cool jean jacket yeah, no, she looked
1: great. This is where I think maybe, maybe they have fashion magazines up there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's they order those to the moon. <laughs> but while she's doing this, she happens to see a newspaper, black bolts on the cover of the newspaper being arrested for crime. Of course, that would be th- that's the headline. Of Top the story. story of the day. Yeah. yeah, guy steals suit and is beaten to death by police officers. <laughs> <laughs> He's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's like, well, I better go to the prison. And he, she looks at the fridge like, there's the phone number for a cab. Cab, uh, take me to the prison. There's a lot of weird shortcuts,
0: shortcuts taken in this show for a show that is desperate to uh, telegraph so many things with flashbacks, but then they're like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. She's able to get her prison.
1: She is, I don't know. So there's, a cab. There's, a, there's a business card for a cab in the yeah. fridge. Um, all right, finally, let's see what Black Bolt's up for this episode. Oh, yeah, not much. He's been taken to prison. He's being threatened by the prison staff to kind of talk, but she can't because his voice will kill them all. Was
0: that... <sighs> I wasn't quite. This is another. This is similar to the police officers. I don't understand why they're acting the way they are. I don't understand why the police were so aggressive and violent, and I don't understand why the prison guards are very similar. It's is it like a a question of a
1: the show taken on down? He's taken down the system, man. These this prison guard, he knows he his brother in law was that cop that Black Belt beat up, so now he's going to make sure he gets beat up because it's all corrupt, man. Yeah, all corrupt all the way down to the center, but man. But it's re, it's. An, uh, I think
0: you mentioned it before in the previous uh, episode. The tonal issues are so weird because this is like a scene right after her going like, "Computer, give me money," and then and then it's like, "Ooh,
1: like scary prison where people are abusing each other." It's like, what is this show? I know. Yeah. So essentially, the prison guards are like, "We're gonna put you unprotected into gen- general population, and that'll probably loosen your tongue." And the villainous guard drags him out, and there's a there's a very large prisoner named Sammy who, as he walks by, the he tells the guard, "Put Black Bolt in my cell." For a little playtime, and it's like and the, the prison guard's like, "Yeah, I like the sound of that. I like how I like how that sounds. I'm gonna put you yeah. in that guy's cell." Yeah. Um. But what he doesn't know is that uh, Sammy had received a call early in the day from mysterious Doctor Evan Declan. Hmm. Uh, Good name. He wants Sammy to protect Black Bolt, and he's all like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, Sammy's like, "Okay, I'll do it." Um, Declan's gonna fly to Hawaii from his research facility in California after his assistant comes out and shows him a tablet. With footage from last week's episode, yeah. Don't you feel like at this at in 2017, if you're going to show in-world footage to another character, you shouldn't be just using footage from last week's episode. Like, it's not like they're showing it's you the the a cell phone camera. Like, this is like what they would do in like Galaxy 1980. Like, remember yeah. last week, and you just watch last week's episode. It's like, where's <laughs> how did they get this footage? Where are they getting this footage from? Yeah. But it's just like it is just clips from last well, week's well, episode. Well, also, you didn't need to ever even see it. No, there's no reason. There's to. no reason at all. But it's like it's like wide shots of him knocking over a car to a cut in to his close up of him being yeah. like, "Oh my god!" It's like, it's, where's this? It was from? all
0: the cell phones that were were uh, filming at the time, and then uh, oh, someone you, just homemade edited are it. Are you
1: saying this is an all found footage show? Yeah, like every That's camera angle we're supposed to think is someone's ca- like cell phone. No, it's oh, just not. It's just not a very good show. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he wants him to fly out there because, you know, Sam. He's gonna fly out there, rescue them. Sammy's going to protect him until he gets there because what we'll come to learn is Sammy's also a bit of a mutant. Yeah. Um, they spend some time in the, in the, when Black Bull gets to his cell. Sammy's like, I'm going to protect you here. I like that he asks uh, He asks Black Bull, he's just like, Hey, how did you get your powers? That's why you can't talk, right? Was it a radioactive bug or did you wake up in a funky rock like crust? <laughs> and I'm just like, That is very specific. My guess, and I
0: could be wrong, was that this is some sort of like Fantastic Four joke.
1: Well, was, Sammy later says I woke up in a funky Rust-Rock cru- Cross. That's how he got his power and his mm-hmm. power, it's like his hands get real hot and he yeah. like burnt down his house and killed his family, so that's why he's now in prison. That's a sad story. It is a tragedy. Um, he's
0: also a more uh, three-dimensional character
1: than all the other inhumans we've met so far. I mean, Sammy is not bad actually. They don't give him much to do. No, but he, he's not bad. The actor's pretty good. The the only mistake is he's, he's like a large guy. Later they make the running him, scene. They, they make yeah. him run, but they make him run at the front. And it like just slows down. Yeah, Black Bolt is the like, oh, same thing. A he's not a runner. He's, it was a mistake to force him to do that. But when the guard comes back to check on like playtime, he just finds them playing chess in there, and the guards fuming. he's, he's like, like, "Why didn't I ask what playtime was? <laughs> Why didn't I ask this?" So he's like, "All right, I know it's the middle of the night, but it's also everyone's in the yard for some reason." <laughs> yeah. So he he pushes them out into the prison yard, and the guards like, "All right, now all these inmates will beat you up in the prison yard," and all the inmates surround Black uh, Blackbolt, and they're like hey, you, you're the guy who beat up those cops because that's real cool. We yeah. like you. Again, it
0: made no sense. It was so, it was, it, one, there, the prisoner's response to him, but more importantly,
1: the- Well, they uh, cut back to the guard. Yeah, the guard's response. Steam shoots out of <laughs> both sides of his ear yeah. and his head like boils red. He's like, what? Yeah, none of it works. So when the prisoners don't beat a Black Bolt, the guard just sends in other guards to start, like, just like the cop scene earlier. They just start just, like, brutally bleeding Black Bolt, which kicks off a riot. The guards are fighting the prisoners. The prisoners are fighting the guards. Black Bolt and Sammy are able to slip out in the chaos. And Sammy uses his hot hands to melt a garage door down. And they kind of escape. Yeah. And uh, outside of the prison, we finally get to catch up with Louise from uh, Callisto Space Research. Finally. Otherwise known as fake NASA. And uh, she's been sitting outside of the prison, begging the warden to let her meet Black Bolt, even though she has no reason to be there and he has no reason to let her. But she's been waiting there because Medusa is going to pull up in her cab right now, beat up a guard outside the prison. There's no other guard, just like one guy watching the front door and break in, break in just as a helicopter lands in the prison yard with Dr. Declan inside, picking up BB and uh, BB Black Bolt. That's my short form for BB. Black Bolt and Sammy flying off, leaving Medusa with Louise to uh, chase after them. She points a gun at Louise and says, Follow that helicopter. And I was just like, it's yeah. not going to work. Yeah, we got a new team up. We got two
0: team ups. We Finally, got... partners. That, that's, and the, that's, that's the, the te- end of the episode. Yeah, that's the team up you were hoping for. That's the end of the
1: episode. Yeah, nothing happened. Uh, I mean, slow forward mem- movement in these plots. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's get to the next episode because so much of this ties together. Make way.
0: For Medusa! That is
1: the end su- That is the NDB title for episode four. Here's the summary. Your fMRI scan shows you have a an unusually large neural pathway connecting your cerebral cortex to your temporal lobe, supercharging your vocal cords. I'm both in awe of you and slightly terrified, extremely terrified of you. I don't know how you do it. I whisper in your sleep? Would kill your wife. You have the power to kill everyone you love. The search for Black Bolt continues on Earth. Maximus makes bold moves to cement his status as the new ruler of Adeline. All right, let's pick up where we left off with Medusa and Louise partners. <laughs> okay. They're chasing the helicopter in a car. How they're going to keep up with this helicopter, I have no idea. But uh, they run a red light cops see it they start chasing with the headlights on medusa leans out the window and shoots the cops tires out until it crashes yeah she's a good shot she doesn't need powers she can just she's very good shot for a person i don't think he's ever held a gun before but in in doing so they lose the helicopter and that whole kerfuffle and they have to sort of stop by a lake to regroup and uh, as they get out of the car louise happens to notice that medusa is looking at the moon yeah and she immediately is like hey are you from the moon? Yeah, she's like,
0: you look at the moon. You live there, don't you? And then, and then Medusa's like, yeah, I do live there. And I, what my mark is, it's so stupid. The whole scene is so stupid. It loses a point just on that. The whole
1: scene. It was one of the worst scenes ever. She she really pieces together her view of the moon instantaneously, and then Medusa's happy to tell her everything, everything as they
0: always do. A couple of things we've learned is that people can figure it figure things out real quick about inhumans, and they are desperate, desperate to tell their story. I think that's why. The real reason why What's-His-Face doesn't talk, uh, Black Bolt, because he knows he's a big gossip like all of them. Is this so, gonna, yeah.
1: I mean, she. they even talk about like, hey, did, uh, did, did a hoof step on my moon rover? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my cousin Gorgon. Yeah. Like, I know, they, they just say they, everything. They, they say but, everything.
0: But I should say, earlier on when they're in the car, what's her name, Julie? Louise. Louise. Uh, she figures out that Medusa is connected to Black Bolt. She's like, oh, you have a ring. He also has a ring that's very similar. You must be husband and wife. I was like, what? Piece, they piece together. They just piece together. Like, one, that's a long stretch to figure two people have rings. But also, who would have ever noticed the rings? It's all these things that the writers have put in. But, I'm like, wh- who cares? Why would why would this ever be a thing?
1: They both want it to move very quickly and then not move at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, they go to Louise's hotel room because she's going to look at all the satellite footage she can get a hold of working for Callisto. And, uh, while they're doing that, the cops show up because they've tracked Louise's credit card down because I guess they know it's her car that would, I don't know. Yeah. She, she rented a car with her credit card and they're like,
0: they're tracking her for some
1: reason, even though I don't know how they
0: know, wouldn't I, know. I guess she they saw anything. her license plate when they yeah, shot in the car. Stupid.
1: Uh, so they, they go to run from the hotel, but as they're leaving, Louise is like, oh no, I forgot my tiny rocket keychain. It's yeah. very sentimental to me. Yeah. So, uh, Medusa has to run back and uh, barely escapes the cops by... I did, like, she leaps out the third-story window and uh, lands. She's wearing very high heels. Yeah. I was very impressed. I'm like... I think what we've learned is all the Inhumans, regardless of what their power are, are a little bit stronger and a little bit more
0: nimble and a little bit more capable than humans.
1: Absolutely. Because, yeah, she leaps out that third story and, like, lands on her feet. It's actually a good shot because like the camera what it travels it be, with her.
0: What it should be is her jumping and then realizing she doesn't have her hair anymore to, like, grab on things and just... On our face. Or like
1: you're not on the moon anymore, so you don't have the lower gravity. That's also good. There's lots of things that could be done, but t- no, they're basically they're all just superheroes. So yeah. none of these things phase them. They get away from the cops. They uh, stop for lunch at some food trucks. Oh, and by the way, that food truck scene was clearly shot in front of a green screen. Was it? Yeah, and I hated it. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Oh, what I noticed is uh, Melissa's chowing down on that sandwich. She's just like, "Oh, so good." There's no meat on the moon. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And I was like, no meat on the moon. All right.
0: Yeah. They, they didn't set up one restaurant.
1: I mean, there's no animals. It's except nothing. for Lockjaw, except who Lockjaw. we now know is a human who got turned into a dog of telephones <laughs> or an inhuman. Do you, do you think he'd be tasty? Laksa? Oh yeah, yeah, mm, time, huh? Some barbecue. Sauce. He could feed a whole family. He's huge. Oh, you could have a such a barbecue. Put a little apple in his mouth and put him on a spit, spin him around. You never know. That might be Maximus's plan going forward. Oh, Maximus! When I get that dog the next time, Chris is like, "Where's my dog?" And he's like, He's eating. You sta- just ate it. He's eating a sandwich." <laughs> oh, um, they're having they're having their little lunch at this uh, at this um, food truck stand. Louis finally tracks down where the helicopter's final landing site was via satellite, and. Uh, She's happy. So Louise gets up to throw out their lunch garbage and a hot young food truck worker walks by and says, "How's your day? And while she's distracted answering how her day is, uh, Medusa runs off with a laptop. Yeah. And uh, I, I have a question for you, though. When Louise turns around, she sees that like Medusa's run off and she says, this is just like space camp all over again. What happened at space camp?
0: I don't think anything happened at space camp, nor does anyone who wrote that know what happened. It's just like a funny line of like, she's a nerd and like people are mean to nerds. Do you think like her
1: parents just dropped her off in a field and told her it was a space camp? But, yes. And, yes then, and then when they picked her up a week later, they're like, oh, I guess everyone, everyone ditched you. Weird. It's just that, isn't she a poor Louise?
0: She's just such a loser. Poor, at,
1: beautiful, beautiful
0: Yeah, exactly. Louise.
1: Yeah. Well, Luke, she's wearing glasses. Oh, you're right. Disgust. Disgusting. It's disgusting. but uh thankfully medusa doesn't know how to read a computer so she's wandering aimlessly and louise has track my computer turned on yeah so she tracks her down immediately they get in like yeah it's one of those like uh an obstacle that it's not an obstacle at all yeah it's just a point because she drags him down and they basically have an argument about like what's i don't know what the argument's about but in the course of it's revealed that that stupid rock like this whole episode has been about this rocket ship keychain that louise doesn't want anyone to touch mm. and if it gets left back in the hotel room she needs someone to go get it she's like the rocket ship keychain it contains my dad's ashes and i want to put them on the moon and she's like w- when pressed for further, away she's like my dad was a scientist but nasa they picked pilots to go to the moon not scientists And i was like S- slow down here what <laughs> and i started because basically what she's positing is When NASA launched that that mission to the moon, Mm -hmm. there's a small chance if they had picked scientists, her dad would have gone instead of Buzz Armstrong. Yeah, let's do the math on this real quick. Buzz Aldrin, sure. Buzz Armstrong. (laughs) (laughs) Let's assume what Louise is like. Let's call her 35 years old. Yeah. Uh, so she's born like 1987 because it's 2017. 1987, Mm -hmm. moon landing 1969. All the astronauts in that and that I looked this up. All the astronauts who went to the moon. They were all thirty-nine years old when that happened. So her dad had her at fifty-two years old. <laughs> it could have happened. I mean, it's not out of realm of possibility. But this is just so confusing to be like, yeah, my dad could have gone to the moon 40, 50 years ago. How old are you?
0: It's. I like that you. I like that you stopped to do the math on that. Uh, it. Here's the thing. The reason they're mentioning it because clearly. She's going to get that on the moon at some point later in the show. That's the whole point of this, that the, the viewers are like, wow, I hope uh, I hope she gets up there at some point, except no one does because the show sucks. <laughs>
1: but to make the long argument short, uh, basically Medusa deduces that they both had parents who were losers who never fulfilled any of their <laughs> dreams um, because yeah. like her parents never did their revolution, her dad never made it to the moon, so mm-hmm. they both have uh, loser dads. Yeah. Um, but Louise, working for Callisto, can fly to the moon anytime she wants. So it'd be, maybe she'd be helpful if they can't get the dog back? Yeah. So the team's back together. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go find Black Bolt. Oh, can I mention one thing?
0: Are the basic stakes of all these plot lines is the underlying idea that they all need to get back to the moon? That's the basic. Yeah. Right? I think step one, get back together. Yeah. Step two, get back to the moon. But like, why even bother? Just because they're there? Like, what does it matter?
1: Well, because they're to get Maximus because he betrayed them. Cares. He shaved off her hair. I
0: don't know. I just even just like who cares? You're on Earth now. It's better. There's hamburgers. <laughs>
1: there's meat. Yeah, it's true. Right. Anyway, sorry. They gotta get back. They're the royal family, Jordan. I you guess. Can't be usurped.
0: Well, let him have it. It's like, oh, you took over this w- worse place. Sure, have it. Well, we'll stay
1: here. But he's gonna invade Earth, and he'll be back. I guess that's true. <laughs> anyway, Black Bolt and Sammy. They're they're flown to Dr. Declan's secret Hawaiian lab, where he's basically researching people who have powers at this and giving them sanctuary and um declan's promising to help him find medusa and they'd also like to study their dna yeah he basically is like he's like i want to do genetic tests on you don't worry no strings attached no strings attached it's free genetic testing yeah free genetic testing and they're like would you say no absolutely not Uh, i want to know what's in there (laughs) yeah yeah um he does do a little test on uh black bolt which, which which he discovers that black bolt is not a human he has the most perfect dna ever yeah um and did you this? what too? does that mean like what does that mean it's the most perfect dna ever, jordan it's perfect <laughs> like what does that mean in comparison to what everybody in, knows in, it, for the end result of what everybody knows dna is rated on a scale of one to ten <laughs> yeah and he's, he's a, a 10. ten yeah um he also notices by studying his dna that black bolt has unusually large neural pathways that supercharges vocal cords <laughs> yeah you can tell that by by doing the genetic <laughs> just test. looking at his DNA. <laughs> uh, also, as an explanation for why he has this power is very funny. Yeah, your brain's real good, so your vocal cords are loud. <laughs> They're real supercharged. <laughs> anyway, uh, Declan basically is just like, "Hey, I gotta go talk to my. Uh, I got a guy. I work with him. I gotta tell him about this great discovery because this could change everything. This could cure all human diseases." Yeah, he says it. He's disease. like, disease. "He's
0: like, this can cure all diseases." I was like, "How? All genetic diseases? How?" Like, I don't know. He's perfect. <laughs> Jordan. It's like, well, what? It's perfect. Because they have to give him a reason to be there and why he wants to do this. But like, well, none of this makes any sense. And uh, his guy he calls,
1: why, it's Maximus on the moon.
0: Can you believe that? So Maximus has a cell phone on the moon, on the moon that he got there somehow. And seemingly for, I'm I'm going to guess, at least quite a bit of time has been pretending to be Max
1: this Benefactor of this geneticist yeah he's i guess he's some sort of benefactor of the geneticist and he calls him to tell him hey i got this great black is bolt guy him? is he paying him in moon rocks i don't know what he's paying him he seems to be somehow doing this yeah it's all very unclear uh, maximus has, has a really long game going on yeah because we're just I seeing think, I the think end he, of the con i think he started this when he was 13 it's Is that would make the most sense to me <laughs> i mean he's a human so he can pass no one would ever suspect <laughs> that's true basically in telling that he has black bolt Maximus is like, well, wait, what? You you have Black Bolt. Um, uh, why don't you just put him down for me? Sounds like he's a little too dangerous. And Declan's mm-hmm. like, I can't. If if we don't study him, I can't cure all the diseases. And you never know, like, if we study him, maybe we could like give ourselves cool powers. And Maximus is like, oh, you've got my attention. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we need to keep him alive. He's like, oh yeah, if we kill him, uh, his genes break. Yeah, that was a weird thing. It's like you, I can't use it if he's dead. It's like, oh, you've just created a rule. That doesn't work. I think this is the thing about his his cellular structure would start would break down if he died.
0: Yeah, it's not perfect anymore.
1: So, so basically, Maximus is like, all right, I guess I need to keep him alive, but I, I don't know what Gorgon is, so maybe I'll just send Orin Morris and my uh, team of Inhumans over there to get Black Bolt and just you know keep him under wraps. I guess that's mm-hmm. the plan. He's like, so he calls up uh, Orin and he's like, head over to Black Bolt and uh, keep him there. Uh, we cut back to black bolt and he's trying to find his wife and he's got like a tablet and yeah. he's like they're flipping through the mutants that are uh, in dicklin's lab it goes by really fast but uh i wrote down all the mutants we get to see oh really there was a lady with long fingers <laughs> yeah there was a lady with red skin but still blonde hair yeah uh there was a guy uh face covered in scars yeah that's not a good one um there's a person who's just kind of floating like he's in an x-file Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's in an x-file yeah like he's in an x-file uh there's a lady with a just a really wide mouth mm. that, that's her power uh and there's a dude with a porcupine face now who would you take of those if you had to pick one? Oh, wide for mouth. yourself you want to be wide mouth yeah i put my fist in there oh i take long fingers oh yeah well I'll go with your neck <laughs> that's true well i don't i want to have both i don't want to be draft boy and have long fingers why not no i have hooves what a treat <laughs> what a treat yeah um, but essentially it's like okay he learns medusa isn't here and he's kind of they're kind of him and sammy are kind of watching what's happening in the one room of the lab we get to see like they don't yeah. even really travel they don't even really show us much of this lab is this i don't mean to ruin this is this when he he notices like a little vial of poison yeah they like pick up a syringe and sammy's just like this syringe is full of poison and, and,
0: they're, they're, and they're like let's get out of here
1: they're like maybe this place isn't good we should leave yeah. i mean uh imagine, uh, imagine Black imagine blackbolt saying that He's a dummy, but he does it all in facial expression. Yeah, it's just a lot of,
0: mm-hmm, <laughs> poison. yeah. His, yeah. Pop, his, his, his mugging out. is so over the top. I
1: love it so much. This is the best part. Uh, they leave the lab because no one tries to, like, there's nobody stopping them. So they just walk out of the lab, but they bump directly into Oren Mortis and the gang. And uh, Oren, like, tries to bluff that she has Medusa already. So Bolt needs to come with her. And Blackpool kind of surrenders and, like, he does a thing where he causes a distraction so that sammy can run away but while this is all happening mortis comes out and he's like he's like i'm gonna blast you with my eyes they're like yeah kill him let's let's not do what maximus says let's kill him and then louise and medusa drive up in a car and like they open their car door and hit him with the car door and they knock down but but first
0: first there's a shot of um, black bolt who very slowly runs over to like a gas tank and like pulls a a cable and they're like oh you've released gas you're very smart black bolt because now if he shoots you we all die and i was like but the the way it shot he has to run about five feet but he does it in like 10 seconds it just is like the slowest run over and so i was like you could have stopped him anyone could have stopped him on the way but then also it was like they were gonna shoot him anyways
1: or not Well, that's the thing is like he pulls that gas tank out in order to be like oh you're so smart like now we can't shoot you and they're like, doesn't matter, shoot him. We'll die together. Like, they're ju- it doesn't stop him. Yeah. So the car has to drive by and then save him. And then when the car drives by, it knocks over Mortis, and he shoots it anyway, and, and it, it explodes. It yeah. And Black Bolt's fine. All- Everyone else is knocked unconscious, I guess. But Black Bolt's fine. Him and Medusa scoop up Orin, throw her in the trunk, and they're like, well, now we've got her.
0: Here's another thing. Instead of running over and grabbing the little propane pipe or whatever he does,
1: why doesn't? You just scream at them? Just scream at them. Just
0: once. Oh, he doesn't even have to scream. He just has to go. But apparently. And he could have just stopped this whole problem and just killed them all. Like, I know he doesn't want to do it and it's like it's a curse for him. It's like, but this is a problem. And all these people are here to kill you. All you have to do is open your mouth and kill them all. And it's all over. And I don't know. It, you know? it's it they need him to be a hero who doesn't kill anyone, but it just like it is
1: gets frustrating.
0: Well it's because it's just like anything. It's like even with the thing was that like in the prison, he's like, there's no stakes here. He just cough and blow the wall off the prison. It's like he's like, yeah, why wouldn't he? I don't yeah, know.
1: Why not? Anyway, that kind of wraps up what's going on with uh Medusa and Black Bolt this Oh god, episode. there's
0: other plot lines I forgot.
1: Um Yeah. have you been wondering what's been up with Maximus has been up to? <laughs> not really. Uh, he wants Anita to cancel to give him Terra Genesis again.
0: Yeah. He's decided, I've noticed that we only do it once.
1: My thought is let's do it twice. Um they're like, mm, no, it seems dangerous. And then he gets that call from uh, his old friend on Earth. And he's just like, well, what if I get some secret power from the DNA of Black Bolt that unlocks a key in me? Then I can do the Terra again because the humans are becoming like us, but they're humans. And yeah, how's that sound? Uh, and uh, they're like, I don't know. So he has the genetic count. beaten up and banished. Yeah. The end. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Hey, Jordan. Do you remember when Lockjaw got hit by an ATV? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I do. And what we find out real quick
0: is it was a very handsome, uh, tussled hair man that has done it.
1: Oh, it's time for some teen romance plot. Oh,
0: this is... There's a scene coming up, and we'll get to it. It reeks of
1: Hallmark movies so bad. It. I mean... It's, this, it's laughably bad. This whole thing is very, very much that, because this guy's named Dave. Yeah, yeah Dave. Very he's, handsome. He's very handsome, to be he, fair. He uh, is not that off-put by having hit a giant dog... But he happens to know a veterinarian, so why don't we go back to my cool horse ranch where I live, where I, this horse ranch I run. Mm-hmm. I'm a handsome horse rancher. Mm-hmm. We'll call up the vet who's a student and also my ex-girlfriend. Oh, Ooh, man. The, the tension here, huh? They show up and there's a lot of like interpersonal background drama we get to be privy to yeah, like, a little oh. catty comments to each other it's like oh they, they didn't have a great relationship but they still kind of like each other isn't this interesting but wait it's a love triangle because now crystal's here and she's into
0: dave also they mentioned that crystal put on some like old clothing and stuff but i love how just
1: fast they have to get them out of their costumes and into like human regular clothing human yeah sure he's just he's wearing her she's wearing his sweater and the girlfriend's like the ex-girlfriend's like that's his sweater it's like i don't like that one bit but he broke up with me a year ago um, but they they show the ex girl from the giant dog and she is also not overly off put by a giant dog yeah they, everyone just keeps going that dog's huge and she's like yeah and they're like well there it is well minus well no or crystal's just like as soon as as soon as she like it's a big dog she's like i'm from the moon <laughs> everyone that's one thing everyone has to know everyone from
0: the inhuman team whatever they're called they constantly tell all the secrets constantly
1: if you meet them the first thing out of their mouth is like moon (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. um anyway uh what uh, the vet seriously just looks at the dog and says "Ah, minor injuries nothing broken uh just give him some rest yeah she doesn't even touch him or anything i think it's because she can't go
0: too close to the cgi thing without making it weird but yeah she just looks and is like he looks fine uh and this this
1: alien creature i've never seen before checks out crystal starts to pout and stomp her feet saying she wants the dog better now and that she's a bad doctor (laughs) yeah at which point uh the best uh the best joke of the show the doctor's just like calm down princess and she's like how do you know i'm a princess yeah but that's not the best scene the best scene's next where uh dave
0: teaches her to high five yes it's it just it's just it's as bad as you think he just goes for a high five she's like what's this and he's like sometimes people high five and they high five then they both kind of like sheepishly
1: look at each other like we might be in love Well, it's because after they high five she says to him he's like i've never been touched by a human before yeah she's never been touched by a human before she's yep. in love yeah oh, Ah, romance is that's blossoming. one of
0: that and now i don't know if that's the next one you're going to but that's one of our two love stories yeah,
1: i know speaking of love stories here comes karnak
0: oh man poor karnak
1: as you as you teased last episode he's uh farm episoding it out here because mm-hmm. he's uh he's taught the garb the ganja farmers how to use irrigation to water <laughs> their plants i know they they have put all their money into this idea
0: they've illegally set up in the middle of a forest but they don't know how to water their plants his irrigation isn't even that advanced it's like pretty yeah. simple <laughs> yeah also does that mean he
1: has done this on the moon uh, who knows conceivably I, I, who's to say I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna float this right now because we're like most of the way through these two episodes and I think you and I have had this conversation about uh, serialized television mm-hmm. and when shows aren't working in serialized television I think this sh- show is doing it specifically is that what we've got here in these like four episodes are probably four episodes of television but they've been spread out over like four hours and it's supposed to be like like if yours was one episode where they go to a farm and help set up a farm maybe it's not a good episode but it's done in an hour yeah. you're not sitting with it for four weeks if there's an episode where they they go to a, a ranch because the dog needs to be helped by a veterinarian that's one episode you don't have to watch it for four weeks in a row yeah uh, Gorgon meets some surfers and they have some fun in the jungle. That's one hour long episode. <laughs> that, but, by the
0: way, weighs better than the actual plot.
1: That's not four episodes yeah, worth of content. Right. Like that. that's like all of these things are like a plot from a 1980s show. Like one plot that lasts for 44 minutes and they've just basically like they're like, okay, but we make serialized TV. So just make it go. Just so let's just cut those individual episodes into tiny little pieces and just make those pieces happen yeah. over four weeks it magnifies how boring it is it, i mean that's basically it It, it it's the thing is if this if it was just one episode ganja farm he falls in love with this lady blah 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 and then it's over sure maybe the episode turned out okay maybe it's not great it's over though you don't have to come back to it next week it's one of the problems of separating the characters
0: because instead of having the characters us learn about them and how they interact together and why they're a good team and why we should care about them they've separated them immediately and they're like well you are learn about them all individually because you really want to see what they're like together but they've given them all really boring plot lines as as opposed to what you're saying you know going to an episode where they go to a farm might be interesting if all the characters are but if you take one character who we know nothing about it's boring
1: yeah i, I mean it's just it is an issue i think with serialized tv that shouldn't be serialized like there's no reason this needs to be that that serialized this is modern and hip this could be just like but i mean you can still serialize things and have standalone episodes like yeah. it's, it's doable it can be done they just don't like it's just someone who doesn't know how to do it i think right. or like it's just like this is what serialized television is it's like ah uh, it's you know it's telling a story an episode but
0: let's pr- prove you wrong because what's happened to what's the name krakis <laughs> karnak karnak yeah
1: um as we mentioned him and the lady farmer are giving each other sexy eyes. Uh, they go for a walk to the beach. Fun fact, Karnak's never been on a walk before. Yeah. He's just like, what are we doing? She's like, going for a walk. He's like, but why? It's just like, for fun? He's like, no destination.
0: And not only that, he's never swam before because she immediately takes off her clothes and goes swimming. And he's like, well, there's a half-naked lady. I guess I'll
1: try it. He's, ne- he's never been swimming before. It's true. There's there, the, All the water on the moon is subterranean, he says. <laughs> yeah yeah they go for they go for a nice swim in the in the water start making out immediately start making out because 'cause she's been waiting waiting to get him in there and so we we're kind of getting the romance of the episode going they They head back to camp.
0: She's also half his age.
1: you think so? Oh yeah mm, I don't know it's hard to tell. He's so dirty. I can't tell how no, he, he she's
0: he's at least twice her age.
1: They were returned back to camp, and uh she's like, Hey, why don't you share my tent with me from now on and he's just like all right sounds sounds like a good time um uh, as they're going to her tent they, they walk past the jerky farmer and they're like hey where's our uh, other friend ted he's like uh, i don't know I'm, uh, getting beer or something cut to he's digging a grave for ted <laughs> yeah, no like whoa that was a turn um and at, at, like at some point karnak's just like he mentions, he's like hey that jerky farmer have you noticed he kind of has sociopathic tendencies <laughs> and the lady's just like "Ah, oh, he's from new york shut up let's have this uh, chase sex scene yeah, well it is great because they they go into this sex scene and um uh Karnak's just like... Because he's, he's, he's a man who can think of a million things. He's like perplexed by how a bra works. Yeah, that's the joke. Uh, whoa. And she's like, let me show you. End of episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And finally, who's left, Jordan? Who haven't we covered? Gorgon. <laughs> Where's Gorgon? <laughs> Doing nothing. Last week, or last episode, we saw him running away with the surfers. This episode, he stops running away with the surfers, tells them he needs to go find Karnak, because he now cares about their lives uh and he walks away yeah the end that's it (laughs) karnak has like two lines gorgon gorgon sorry oh man so many names you guys i can't even track them all yeah and that's and that is that all of them that is that is both of those episodes no like this is i guess is the problem is because no episode ever wraps up there's no real tension in any episode Mm -hmm. because there's no end like it's just like all right well now we, we we haven't concluded what's happening like we need yeah. to wait till next week to even like begin to think of what a conclusion might be but, but you want to know what
0: happens after that high five
1: i mean they really need to get them together <laughs> badly like this is not yeah. working this is yeah. not working with them separate well i've got some final notes here i don't know if you do first of all did you know the director of make way for medusa it's a bit of a continuum drag celebrity oh is that right he is is I, it greg evigan it's david uh Straderton. He's a director. Mm-hmm. He directed two episodes of Freaky Links. Oh, no. Edith Keeler Must Die about the mole yeah, people. Yeah, that's right. And the final word, the faux news program. Oh,
0: I hated that episode. That was
1: the best one. No. You that... gave it such a good mark.
0: It, is that, isn't it, he had that stupid mugging at the end, wasn't it?
1: Oh, that's right. You hated that. He's like,
0: did I forward or something stupid like that?
1: The rest of it was great. <laughs> it was not. Yeah. So he's a bit of a, we, we've seen him before, his mm. work, and now he's back. He's doing some Inhumans. He's just knocking it out of the park that's once again. True. And one thing uh, we haven't talked about much. It's a very minor thing, but like the key plot point to this and all of these in every single one of these like plot lines. Everyone's constantly talking about they're my family. Your surfers are my family now. Uh, that's my family. I got to go save them. Family, family, family. Like, they say family more in this than a Fast and Furious movie. Like <laughs> it, like I kept yeah. watching. was like this feels like a fast and the furious movie like family is like the only trait they have the only thing they have to fall back on it's it's so bizarre
0: i have one point we're sort of when we've mentioned this early on we're sort of led to believe that we're not supposed to be for maximus regardless of maybe he has some noble ideas it's the way he's going about it we're not supposed to like him but there's been no indication that black bolt was a good king no so it's like what why Argu- do we care? Why do we care? He's being
1: dethroned. We we don't know anything about him. I mean, arguably, he's not a great king. I mean, the fact there's a caste system and like he's basically been propping up. Yeah, and like, it's
0: like so. Maximus wants to invade Earth. I'm like,
1: maybe that he should. Maybe maybe they have been treated badly and they should invade Earth. I don't know. Why why do I care? I mean, that is the thing. Is Maximus's goals are actually reasonable and almost noble in some ways, but he himself, every time he has to do something, he always has to be like evil about it so yeah. that we know he's the bad guy even yeah. th- because i think that's the problem is like his goals like a better show would have made you sympathize with him and only make him do the heel turn at the end of it you should kind of be on his side till yeah he's
0: constantly having to show that he's evil just like black bolt's constantly having a mug to show that he can't talk
1: yeah that's true <laughs> all right jordan you want to you should, should we rate these yeah let's do them
0: all right divide and conquer i'm going to give this a five and a half it's not a good episode of TV. It's not the worst. There's some ideas. It just nothing really lands. So five and a half.
1: I'm going to say for Divide and Conquer, I actually had a nice time watching it. Like it was fun and fluffy. And like I, I, as I watch it, I'm like, eh, this is all right. I, I think it's a 6.5 for me. Coming out of the first kind of pilot, I was mm. just like I knew it was happening. And now it's just kind of like them on like kind of their own little separate adventures and like some action and some laughs. I mean, it's not perfect by any means, but 6.5.
0: We're not too far off there.
1: And then make way for Medusa.
0: Uh, I felt like this was very... I'm going to also give this a 5.5. They're both just kind of like halves of an
1: episode that you don't want to watch. I'll be honest. When I got to the second episode, basically, that was the breaking point, I think, for me. Because I was just like, oh, we're never going to move this plot forward, are we? And oh, no, that's that's definitely would, never going to Basically, I think I had the stamina for those first three, and the fact that at the end of the third, they hadn't concluded the pilot. Like, we're still basically in a pilot plot. Yeah. It's a four. Like, it, it basically, it's like it had worn out. Of, like, I sat down after watching the third one. I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun and goofy. I'm enjoying myself. And then by the end of the fourth one, I'm like, I hate this. It's sad to say, like, we knew this wasn't going to be a good show
0: because of the reviews. However, I should say, the hate this got, I don't think, is entirely warranted. Yeah, better than the, I think better than what people yeah, said. Yeah, because like, we didn't talk about it, but I actually wrote down some of the comments some people had, which were stuff like, worst thing I've watched all year, disappointing on every level, calling in humans hot trash as a compliment, a travesty against fans. So those are some of the comments I read. It's not those. Like Honestly, they want to watch some bad shows. We got some that we've uh, done past oh, episodes yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's some bad TV. I think the expectations were very high for a contingent of fans. But this is, uh, saying that aside, it's not the worst episode of te- television you're ever going to watch, but it's not good. And it's it's not even that it's getting worse. It's they just keep hitting the same beats of an extra long episode that is not that interesting to begin with. Because now we're into almost four hours of an episode.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like we're, st- yeah, it's exactly, it feels like we're still on the pilot. Yeah. And we're halfway through the season. Hey, halfway. Isn't it's that crazy? crazy? It's crazy. Uh, one last
0: thing. Wouldn't it be fun if uh, Medusa, her hair was still moving, even though it's uh,
1: really short? I keep waiting. I keep waiting for them to do a scene where it's, it's grown out a little bit. And we get to see yeah. some something. Because, I mean, that's the tease. We have to see it at some point, right? Yeah.
0: I'm assuming it's going to come back from one big final
1: battle. She grows it, out a lot. It, it, it's a little sideburns or something. Or she gets really close to somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, if you. Uh, have any thoughts on inhumans you can email us at continuum drag at gmail.com and of course on instagram and twitter we'll have some clips from the show i, I mean dogs getting hit by atvs uh, teenage romance uh, ganja <laughs> yeah. war romance uh yeah. all lots romance. of romance um you can follow us on uh twitter and instagram at continuum drag and that about wraps it up listener uh, jordan thanks for doing this another another amazing week of inhuman <laughs> yeah i'll see you next week i'll see you then Continuum Dreg is recorded in Toronto, Ontario. Theme music by James Rexedler. Produced by Jordan Delick and Luke Black. Special thanks to Aaron Younes, Adam Wheatner, Jeff Hanley, Jane McRae, and Stephen Packard.